You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am so excited to be chatting with you all today as I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I am sitting across the table with my mom, Barb. Hi, Barb. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone listening. I'm excited to be here too, as always, every week. I love being here. Wouldn't that be a real bummer if I said, hey, Barb, are you excited to be here? And you said, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Real plot twist. Yeah. This is going to be a wonderful conversation. I I do enjoy always brainstorming and theorizing and contemplating and overanalyzing all of these things because we come up with a lot of interesting things and it's fun to try and put it together in a way that makes sense for people who aren't in our twisted brains for life. Well, and we do so this. So hopefully on, that will work out today as well. Yeah, we do this on a regular basis. We're talking constantly about life and what's happened for each of us or what's happening in life. And this one in particular has been up a lot. I think I say that every week, but it has been up a lot and we've received a lot of DMs about it and could we please talk about it? So I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. I love I love it when you write in and tell us what's up for you and what you want us to write about. And this is one. And I think as you start us off, Michelle, I think it makes sense that this is a big topic for people. She loves it when you all write in and request topics because that means that we don't have to do the topics that I've been asking her to do. <laughs> That's the real truth of it. Very funny. The Not personal true. juicy ones Very that I've funny. been saying. Let's get into it, ma'am. We are going to. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this, the next episode we're going to do will be personal. Wow. Well, I think they're all personal though. See, that that's what doesn't make sense they when are you just personal. said that. They're all per- these are all our personal experiences and we're always sharing our personal stuff. Love so, that. Yeah. Love that she committed to the bit. Well, because I know that it, it, I'll give you a little teaser. 
I recently went on a 30-day silent retreat. So Gasp. the next episode of the Barb Knows Best podcast, I will be sharing a lot of, I don't know, aha moments, a lot of teachings that I received, and a lot of things that I think might be helpful for all of you listening. I know that Michelle and I have enjoyed talking about it, so stay tuned for the next episode. I am truly shook shocked, surprised that you just were doing it. Well, I had to do that because I know that this is something that you really, really, really want to talk about. And so do I. So now that I just said it, it's going to happen. So let's go back to the present moment here and be where our feet are. (laughs) Yeah. You'll have to wait another week for that. But this week we do have some juicy bits to share and this is an interesting topic. And as we usually do, we, the two of us chat about what, what points we want to make sure that we make when we talk about things. And with this topic, this, it it ranges for all generations, but the way that you were talking about it, mom, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a single mom at times, as you know, whatever, title you've been in every chapter of your life, this feeling and this dynamic has been at the forefront of your mind. And I find that fascinating. And then thinking about my own personal life with my chapters of life and things that I've been through and titles that I've used for myself, I can also relate. And it makes me feel that maybe every single person feels this way at some point in time. And I think especially coming out of a pandemic period where there was a lot of standstill, a lot of uncertainty, of course, but a lot of like... And grief and sadness. Well, yeah, of course, all of the feelings, but even like a stagnation of like, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's happening. I don't even know what tomorrow is going to look like. So how can I even focus on moving my life forward when I don't even know if, you know, there's a life to move forward almost not to sound super grim. So we wanted to talk about feeling behind. Well, let me, let me just, cause I love what you just said. It's interesting when what you just said kind of evoked some feelings that I was feeling during the pandemic and you're right. Stagnation is the perfect word. We didn't know. I mean, when in life, I mean, we never know in life. I mean, we talk about that all the time. We are never knowing what's going to happen the next moment. That's why being in this moment is so important. And I think what happened for me during the pandemic, I felt like it was Groundhog Day. You and I talked about that a lot. I I think we're in Groundhog Day. Every day is the same. And I remember one day, probably a month in, taking the garbage out and going to walk my dog, thinking, "This this is a pivotal moment. I don't know what's going to happen. And so I'm just going to keep being in the present moment and doing my things. So on one hand, it was really an unbelievable time to be able to be present and just say, okay, I'm going to take the garbage out. I'm going to walk my dog. I'm going to go back in the house. I'm going to cook myself breakfast. It was like every, almost every day was the same pretty much. But at the same time, it was like, well, wait a minute, then what about life? Or like this is, so it was really a good reminder for me that every moment is life in the present moment. But I think what I don't, I can only speak for myself. 
I think what happened when everything opened back up and like, oh my gosh, now we're back in the world, kind of in the beginning, but then now we all are back in the world. It's like, now what? Whoa. We were so into one mode of protecting ourselves and trying to be safe from this COVID-19. And now we're all of a sudden back. It's over. Okay, here we go. So you're right, Michelle. I think this is a really great topic. And many, many people have requested this, that what does it feel like? I mean, what does it mean to feel like we're behind? And that time just feels weird and elusive and don't even know how to wrap my head around time. Well, time is weird and elusive and I have no idea how to comprehend it or understand the speed with which it passes. But going to the crux of it all, the concept of feeling behind is so prevalent for all of us, especially in these recent years, but even in quote unquote normal times. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to have a conversation with you about where we think that Like, why do we even feel like we're behind in life? You know, what does that even mean? Like it, it's so layered and interesting to think about the, the concept of being behind because how would we ever come across that notion that we're behind in life? That is such, it's so interesting to me that you just asked that question because I just was thinking about something that I haven't even shared with you. Oh, because this is truly a feeling that I always have. That's why I'm really glad that we're talking about it, but I never identified it as feeling behind kind of. I identified it as impatience or I identified it as, come on, let's go. What's going on? Come on world. Maybe never felt like anxiety because I always feel like I was, you know, calm and, but it was just like inside of me. So what, what, what's helping me now that I want to share with you that I've never shared with you before is I remember when I checked myself into treatment, if you've been listening to this podcast, you all know it, but if you haven't go back and listen, cause I did talk about that during one of the episodes, but it was, I was 28 years old, checked myself into treatment for bulimia, changed my life completely, started meditating, started mindfulness, yoga, exercising, taking care of my body, understanding my body, start the whole long, long, long journey of feeling my feelings and therapy therapy, and allowing myself to be in my body. And I remember one time during that whole year segment of that 28-year-old Barb thinking, wow, I'm only 28 years old. This is unbelievable. I've got my, I've, I've got my whole life now to keep moving forward and keep doing and stuff. And in the moment, I think I was thinking, well, this is great revelation, which it is, but it was also setting me up for, oh, you're only 28. So by the time you're 40, you need to be somewhere. I mean, like you need to be down the path of meditation or mindfulness or your career or whatever it is. Why 40? Because that's kind of the benchmarks, I think, for me. This is for me. I just was curious. Well, at 43, I started studying with a uh, meditation teacher that even took me even to a different place and was doing a lot of things in my life. And I thought, wow, I'm in this space in my life and I'm only 43. Like the same revelation when I was 28 came to me when I'm 43. Hmm. And now recently, now I'm divorced and I'm 66. Whee! And I remember thinking in the beginning of this whole process of the divorce, oh my gosh, I'm over 60. I'm like 65 or whenever, 64, whatever, 64 years old. Wait, I started this at 28. And I remember thinking that, oh my God, around 43, now I'm 66. And it took me a little while in this whole process now that the divorce is final 
which I promise you all that I will talk about that in a whole episode, I now get it. I'm only 66. I have the rest of my life ahead of me to do whatever it is that I want to do in my life. But there still is a little piece of me like, oh my gosh, come on, but you can't waste any more time. Hmm. So that's the key, I think, that I wanted to bring up in that long story. I love it. How many of you think about, I can't waste any more time. Time is time is something we never get back. You know, time is precious. It's our biggest resource. All the things that we all know or we've heard someone say. So now, oh my gosh, 28, I thought, ooh, this is fantastic. 43, ooh, this is fantastic. 66, ooh, this is fantastic. But now there's a caveat. I can't waste any more time or I will be behind. And those are what I wanted to say. Those are the words that are coming to me. Hmm. I will be behind or I won't get to where it is I want to go. I hope this makes sense. It does. And I'm just... I know it's it's a lot. No, no, no. It. I think it's the perfect example of what we're saying is you feel this way at, at every single juncture. 20s, 30s, 40s, 60s. So what can we start to do to understand at every, every single juncture that you're not, you know, and what does that even mean to be behind in life? Like what, like I'm having trouble even finding my words because when I actually stop to think about it, the concept of where you quote unquote should be in life at a certain period of time is kind of mind boggling because who's to say where anyone should be at any period in time. Of course, I know that there's benchmarks as far as like education and, you know, developing yourself as a, as a human that we have benchmarks that as a society we use, but as far as what we do and what we're meant to do with our lives and the timing with which we're supposed to do things in our life, couldn't it be true that it's, it's unique to us and it doesn't really have anything to do with anybody else? That's beautiful, Michelle. Absolutely. And I think you just set this up perfectly of what I was thinking about right now as you were talking is that what it is for me, and I don't, I don't think I could say for, at 28, this is what it was, but definitely at 43, my best friend, Mary, who I met around 45, 46, and she passed away at 58 years old. Actually, no, 56. Sorry. Your dad passed away at 59. 56. So she passed away at 56 years we'll old. We'll put out a timeline for you all. Don't worry. <laughs> she passed away at 56 years old suddenly. But one of the things that, and I mentioned this on the podcast too, one of the things that we talked about a lot because she was best friends with one of our other good friends who is a hospice nurse. And one of the things that she and I talked about a lot, which is so ironic that we would be talking about this a lot during our decade or so long friendship. And then she passed away of stage four pancreatic cancer, like in a few months, like she did, it diagnosed and then was gone in a couple of months. We talked about the, the regret of almost all of the dying patients that our friend would hear when she would sit at their bedside was, I didn't do what I wanted to do. And so I think that since the forties mark of my life has been the benchmark of why this idea of being behind, because I know what I want to do. 
And I know I don't want to be in that place when my time comes to pass on to the next life. I don't want to be in that place of saying, oh my gosh, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't quite make it. Or I let other things get in the way. So I don't think it's a comparison. And that's what I think we should talk about too today. I don't think it's a comparison. Oh, this person's going to get ahead of me or this person's going to do this. For me, it's more, I want to be true to myself and do what it is that I want to do. So I got to, I got to, I'm 66 now. So this is the time. I have two questions for sure. that. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to make sure I didn't lose them as you were talking. Firstly, do you think it's possible if you are someone who, and I'm assuming all of you listening are probably this person, has an in- intention of living mindfully, connecting with yourself on a regular basis, connecting with your desires and wants, um, and really knowing who you are in some way, shape or form. With all of that being true, do you actually think it's possible to come to the conclusion of your life, assuming that you're lucid to know that your life is coming to an end and that you would feel that way? Or do you, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that these practices that we're doing, even if you don't write the book, have the relationship, um, achieve the goal or, or make the money, all the stuff. If you are tapped in, in this way along the way, does that tend to mitigate those feelings of regret? Like it's real, not to be cliche, but it really isn't the destination, but the journey. Wow. That's another episode, Michelle. That is a brilliant question. Uh, that is another episode. And of course I don't know because I've never been in a near death situation. Right. And but, I haven't either, but that is a beautiful question because you're right. I think being trusting the timing of your life, which is something that you write about a lot. I love that. I think for me, because I know that the mind is such like a, an ultimate acceptance. Yes. I think the mind is a tricky customer. So I think right now at 66 years old, I think I'm trying to make sure that my mind doesn't throw anything at me. I'm not trying to make sure. We can't really try to make sure. I'm trying to do the best that I can every day using my time wisely. So I, my answer to you would be, I think, I think it's all about choice. And I think if we're choosing what it is that's in alignment with who we are and what we want, then yes, I think we'll get to the end of our lives feeling like, wow, I made the choices that I needed to make. I did the best that I could. I'm at peace mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, I think for the most part, who knows? I've never been there either. So I don't know but I can do the best that I can to set up the best scenario that it, that it will end up in a, in a place of, of peace and, and ease or satisfaction or grace, all the things like I can assume the stance of least resistance. So I think that's, I can assume the stance where my mind won't, even if it does come to a place of, Oh my gosh, you chose to do this one event that you didn't really want to do, but you did it to please someone. And look, you didn't achieve X, Y, or Z. I agree with you. I, I'm I'm very trusting. I don't even want to use the word hopeful because hopeful for me means like that's the future. I want to be in the present moment. I'm very trusting that when I make the choice that's in alignment with who I am 
and I'm not, I'm, I'm truly understanding when I'm trying to please other people and something I really don't want to do or my boundaries are being crossed, that I'm brave enough to stand up and say something, that that will be the stance of least resistance so that at the end of my life, I will have a sense of being able to be at ease. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's also tying into having regrets because I used to think, and even pretty recently that if I were to die tomorrow, there would be some things that I would be sad about not achieving or having in my life. And yeah, there's a lot that I still want to experience that I know is in my future existence, but I also feel like I'm starting to have that acceptance and peace of like, I really like my life. And if for some reason it were to end tomorrow, it would be enough. And I think that's the mindset to have of like, yes, we're always having something to be excited about and look forward to and find people, places, and situations that excite us. But it's not those things that make our life worthwhile and worthy and valid. Just your being is is enough. All this other stuff is kind of extra. I agree. And I think though, it's before you get to that place where you're talking about You've got to be in alignment with who you are. You've got oh, to yeah, be okay yeah. with who you are. So that's what you've been working. You have been, you have made it a, a masterclass, I believe, on being in alignment with who you are. You've been so strong with boundaries, with what you want, with who you are, weaving in the kindness and not really allowing other people to rock your boat. And when they do, you're able to move through it and understand it. So you've really been in alignment with who you are and what you want and how you want to feel. You talk about that all the time, which has changed my life, how you want to feel. And I think that really brings you back around really quickly. How do I want to feel in my life? Or how do I want to feel at this situation that was just a disaster or whatever it is? So I think that has to happen first though, that I'm in alignment with who I am and I'm feeling comfortable in my own skin. And I love who I am. I love my life. So I think this episode now talking about if you're feeling left behind will help you start to break away that feeling that you are behind because you're not. And I think that's why this, this conversation is so important. People can start to get a feel for how you can get in alignment with who you are and be comfortable in your own skin. I love it. Let's take a quick break. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. I didn't forget about my second question that I have for you. Okay. (laughs) The second question is about time and timing and being your daughter and knowing you very well, I think. I know that time is a big issue for you, trigger for you, teacher for you. And I think a lot of us feel like there's never enough time. And... I think you're somebody who feels that way. We call you the time demon. You always need a cushion. We joke about your cushion for getting places on time. Um, And I'm wondering about the concept of time and feeling like there's never enough time in life. How that marries into feeling behind and can make you feel like because I don't have enough time to do the things I want to do, I'm never going to be where I want to be. And if you want to just talk about your experience and relationship with time, because, and I don't say any of this in a bad way towards you, but for my whole life, like I've known you as someone who has, I would say anxiety about time, you know, that story you and I refer to personally all the time as a kid when we were leaving the house and me saying, are we in a hurry today? Because we usually were. And I think that's everyone's always racing from door to door, getting places, all this stuff. So I would love to just talk about our relationship with time too, because that is time is that benchmark that makes us feel like we're falling short. I love that. And I don't take it personally because it's true. And I think that's the first key is you have to really know yourself so well and not take it personally and be able to say, yeah, that is me. That is, that, that is I, that is who I am. So, and you were four years old, we were getting ready to go to school and I'm tying your shoes or doing something, getting, getting you ready. And you looked up at me. It was the most precious moment I can remember. You looked up at me and you said, are we in a hurry today, mom? And I remember stopping dead in my tracks thinking, wow, I was trying to think, am I rushing? Am I, I must be giving her a sense that we're in a hurry. So I love this question because yes, and I think it goes hand in hand what you were saying and what I was saying before this question is that if you're not feeling like you're in alignment with your own true self and what it is you want to do and who you are and what you want, Time is going to be a problem. I mean, it's been a huge problem for me when I'm out of a, when I've said yes to something that I don't want to do, Mm. when I've tried to please someone else, when I've, how many times have I said to you, even, even as current as the past year, how many times have I said to you, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I can't believe I said yes to this. This is it. We're done. Mm -hmm. And, and I know you would kind of roll your eyes and say, I think I've heard that before. We're done. So I think we have to really know who we are so clearly that we're able to say, wait a minute, 
I am a time demon because I'm giving my time away and I don't want to do that. It is not in alignment with who I am. It, I don't want to. And then I, so I feel so aggravated, but if you know me at all, I want to give my best. And so I make myself do, do my very, very best. And it's always the very best, but inside we can, you know, the body never lies. So inside the body's saying, okay, we're going to be with you, Barb, in this moment, because you said yes. And we want you to do your best. And we are your biggest cheerleader, but don't say yes again to something like this. So it's kind of like that, listening to that little voice within that's saying, stop saying yes to these things. So I have to say, since my divorce became final, that's why that will be great episodes of the divorce. I am so in a I am so much more in alignment than I realized. I'm so much more in alignment now and didn't realize how much out of alignment in many areas I was. Mm. And not that I wasn't doing good work and not that I was, you know, off the beaten path, but I certainly was saying yes and doing things that now I realize were leading to me being a time demon. Mm. Come on, come on, come on. Because I'm thinking, okay, I get this done so I can really do what I want to do. So how many of you feel that way that you have this, the thing, this thing inside you saying, all right, get this done because you have to, you said, yes, it's this person, it's that thing, it's that event. And then you can really do what you want, but you know what happens, what you really want to do rarely comes. And then you really get frustrated or you become a time demon or you feel like, oh my gosh, now I'm 66 years old. I only have a few years left. What's, what the heck, what did I do? And then that's when you said, you know, like, you don't want to be regretful. You don't want to feel like I did all these things. And that's when Mary and I spoke constantly. We talk so much about this, that I think that that idea that I would be on my deathbed saying I didn't do what I wanted to do. I think that is profound. Like write that on your mirror somewhere. I did for years. I didn't do what I wanted to do. So I think that leads for me, it's led to impatience and time demon and bridge demon. And okay, I got to be this nice person. I've got to be this person that everybody might want me to be. I mean, I'm peaceful Barb. How could I not do this? Well, if I did that, I would never be doing what I wanted to do, or I'd never be in a, I'd be, I'd be having people asking me things and doing things 24 seven. So we have to figure out how can we be the kindest, most effective, loving person, but also be in alignment with who we are and what we want. Hmm. That's very interesting. Did that answer your question? It I did, hope? but okay. I have follow-ups. Okay. <laughs> so what I think that you're saying is that the feeling of not having enough time or having a complicated relationship with time or feeling that you're behind in life or having anxiety even about how fast time is passing could be a signifier that something is out of alignment in your life. Ding, 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 genius. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Because like you were saying you were making choices that were taking you out of alignment and your inner voice, true soul was saying, okay, but when are we going to do the stuff that we want to do? Which then the longer that you do that leads to the road of having that deep sense of regret and remorse when you come to the end of your life. Oh my gosh, I have to take a deep breath. So well said, Michelle. And that's why in my book, the practice, one, a whole chapter is devoted to reflection hmm. and it's not just reflection at night. I talk a lot about reflection at night before you go to bed, but it's reflection. 
it's one of the greatest practices that I do every single day. So reflection on where, where am I not in alignment or where am I saying yes when I don't want to do something? Why am I being a time demon? And I think it helps having you in my life because I will open your car door when you're picking me up and you'll say, you seem a little feisty today, mom, or you seem a little bit. That was today. <laughs> you seem a little bit like we're running out of time. Are you, know, are you going to be the time demon? Are you, we might get a bridge. Are you okay with that? Just those kind of funny, you know, they're not, I don't take them personally because they're true. So if you reflect on yourself, if you have a practice of being able to reflect back, wait, what caused me to feel this way? What, what did I do to participate? Yeah, other people can be blocks and all kinds of things in our lives. And of course, as a caveat, we're never talking about abuse in any f- shape or form. We're talking about just the everyday workings of life where we get caught in situations that we need to be able to see, okay, how am I participating in this? I just had to do it the other day. I had to tell someone that I couldn't be involved in a certain event anymore. And it was hard, um, but she was very graceful and understood. And that was it. I mean, yes, people are going to be disappointed. And you've talked about this a lot as well, Michelle, in your blogs. Yes, you're going to disappoint people, but make sure you're not disappointing yourself. And so I think that goes right hand in hand with feeling behind in life, feeling time pressure, feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to do this because what are they going to think of me? All those things. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm just marinating on all of the other (laughs) things that I think about at all. It's fascinating. It's a huge topic that I don't think, that's why I'm grateful that the, that so many people wrote in and used those words behind in life. Cause I've really been reflecting on it a lot since we looked at some of those questions. What does behind in life really mean? And you're asking some really brilliant questions of how we get to the place of identifying why do we even call it that? Cause you're right. Why do we even think we're behind that? You asked well, that question and it makes perfect sense. Why, why would you ever think you're behind? Well, I know you said you didn't think that a lot of it was comparison, but I do think that there is a lot of comparison tendencies. It's going to feel weird if the nine people around you are doing one thing and you're the one person out of 10 that's not. I agree. Can I just say you're right. And I said that I want to add that to the 28 year old Barb, because you're I right. I understood what you were saying, but I do think that that's normal to feel comparison I do too. too. So please expand on that. Yeah, but go ahead. No, as I've gotten older, it's not so much a comparison anymore, but it was. The 28-year-old Barb that say, wow, I'm only 28. This is great. I did have that sense of, I'm ahead. Like I got a leg up on everybody else kind of at 28 years old, recovering from bulimia, meditation, mindfulness, things that no one ever heard of back then. Like I'm, I was like, whoa. You know, people are asking me questions about these things as I was talking about it so freely. So yes, you are right. But it's all subjective too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people say to me in my life, I mean, we started working together and doing this kind of content and my writing my blogs for 12 years. Is that right? Yeah, 20. So I was in my 20s yeah, and people tw- be like, oh, you're so, you're so far ahead and so wise for your age or you know, how great that you're understanding these principles now. And it's, it's subjective because those same people that could be saying that could also be like, oh, but she's not married. And when's she going to settle down? Or it's a shame she doesn't have a husband or kids yet, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and she's working with her mom. I mean, people say 
stuff like that all the time, or she's she's doing all the things. It's it's you're it's right. Like the, you're right. There's a it's a subjective. It's all about perspective and the lens for which you think you're forward or behind. Because the, you could think that I'm forward and understanding navigating life, but behind in societal norms and relationships. And so I just wanted to add into the conversation, the layer of comparison, because I do think that feeling left out is how we start to feel behind because I may, and this has gotten a lot easier for me to accept as I've gotten older. I do think time helps us to better understand complicated dynamics in life. But when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, when everyone was getting married and I was the one going to the weddings and, um, not having that relationship and feeling behind in that it was hard to not feel really bad about myself. And now that I'm in my mid to late thirties, I trust the timing of my life and know that my timing is my timing and the things that I want to create in my life will happen in, in the right timing. And I'm not behind. And I, I love, I love my life's path, but it is a tricky, the mind is a tricky customer when you're surrounded by people doing the thing and the thing isn't happening for you. So like what, what can we do in those moments so that we don't take it personally of like, I'm behind in that mean that's, that's the, that there's something wrong with me and I've done something wrong. And I'm saying married or relationship, but it could be kids. It could be career. It could be buying a house. It could be moving out of your parents' house. It could be going to like whatever the fill in the blank for whatever it is that might be up for you. It could be retiring. It could be going on a trip with your girlfriend. Like, I don't know. There's so many things that make people feel like they're not doing things right, but it's just not true. So how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw it back to you because you did, what you just said is just so beautiful, Michelle. You were the person that felt behind and you were the person that felt like comparing and you were the person surrounding. You were like, what's that movie? The 28 dresses, 27 dresses? Oh, 27. 27, 27. dresses. Yeah. Like you have probably 27 bridesmaids dresses in your closet yes. or had, let's put the word had. So you, you just beautifully shared that you were, you are, you were that person. And so now you're not, you have really transitioned into a place of what you just said so beautifully. How do you feel? What do you think got you here? Cause you were late twenties, early thirties. Now you're mid thirties. Thank you. Moving into 38, 38 this year. So how do you think, what would you identify as being some of the pivotal things or moments or practices or shifts in your life that got you where you are today? Because I can attest to that. You are here. <laughs> Thank you. I am physically sitting across the table from you. No, and you no, are, kidding, You, kidding. I know you are. That was cute. You are, you are here. Um, I am so <clears throat> proud and I'm so happy. It's an interesting question with lots of different answers. Okay. First, 
I will say that I have always been somebody who like loves love. I love sappy romance stories and movies. And that's always been something that I know that I've wanted. So from a very young age, like looking forward to finding the person, having the love story was an important part of my life. Maybe having unrealistic expectations as far as like thinking romance was like a Disney movie, but that was always something that I knew I wanted. So that's, I think the first piece of this. I think the second piece is I was in a relationship for a long time during the period of time where I think a lot of people date and have fun and like have the fun dating experiences. So by the time that I got out of that relationship that I thought I was going to potentially be end up in getting married and all of that. Oh, I know <laughs> that was in my mind. She gave me like my this horrified really face. <laughs> my 23 yeah. year old brain was like, Oh, yeah. this is it. Yeah. No, I know. And I let you do it. I mean, I let you be it. I think when that ended in my mid to late twenties, I was now like, oh my God, now I have to start over when people are now meeting their people that they are getting married to. Um, and so my timing of my path made me feel different because I was reflecting a different experience. Um, and so I think having that desire, but then having to start over during a time where a lot of people were Having realizing kids. those goals made me feel like, wait, what did I do wrong? And then that, that gave me a lot of regret and remorse and a lot of criticism towards myself that I kept myself in a relationship for so long, kind of like ruining my life's path because I, I am now in this place where I have to quote unquote, start over when everybody else is settled. Um, so that I would say were the two key pieces that led me to feel like, oh my gosh, this is never going to happen for me. And I did do something wrong. And now I'm kind of this, in this place of like, almost like I ruined my life. But what I've realized since then is that, and this is the same thing, like you were saying with time, that was a signifier that my life was out of alignment, that I was feeling so remorse and regretful and like that I was so out of alignment with my life's timing because from the end of that relationship to now and everything in between has been getting back in alignment with myself, asking myself what I want, doing and saying yes to things that are in alignment with who I am and, and what I want to accomplish. And now having that, better, more deepened relationship with myself, I don't question my worth or my ability to cultivate love in my life. I don't know if that answered the question. It, it's so beautiful. It absolutely did. I love that you started off with that you love love because that is so true. And I'm going to... I am a very sappy person. Do you remember what you wrote in your diary when you were a little girl? No. Do, why do you? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I think you said, dear God, am I ever going to find the person that will love me? I think you were, I say I little girl. I wrote that? Mm -hmm. That's so, 
Sad. But it, it, no, yeah, it was when I said it, when I saw it, I mean, when I saw it, I thought, oh, but now in context of what you just said, you do love love. I'm a sucker for sappy romance. But I think it's what's happened for you is not in the way that it's, you know, big weddings and all the things or all the things that are, that are outside society says that love is. You are really, you love love. You love loyalty. You love commitment. You love being with people that honor you and that you can honor them and that you really just are in the, in the vibe of being able to be exactly who you are. When mm-hmm. I look at the friends that are around you today, which are a lot of good friends, you have a lot of good friends. They all, they can be who they are and you are who you are. And it's kind of a really nice flow. And the people that aren't that way, they can be acquaintances and they can be that next level of friendship, but you really value loyalty and being able to be who you are and allowing other people to be who they are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think is the, is the byproduct of all the things that you're talking about that you went through in that your whole life really. But when you went through in that late twenties and mid thirty, I mean, um, early twenties and whatever Whatever that was, yeah, whatever that was in that relationship. So I think what you're saying is really strong and on track with what we're talking about feeling behind when one more time, when you're in alignment with yourself, when you're feeling like you're living your life and not someone else's life. Yes. When you feel like you have the power. I mean, we talk about that too on the podcast a lot, like your own power comes from within and it comes from you making the choices and doing the things that you want to do because we have no control over anything out there. We only have control over our actions and reactions to what's going on out there. And I think that's where you really have come in alignment. Talked about your drinking in one of the episodes. I think that was a pivotal moment mm-hmm. that also shifted all of this. I think COVID, the idea of really just being with you, all of us, I know for me, all of us just being with who we are was pretty profound. And I think it's the byproduct. And I think that's as you know, you always talk about, and I think you and I talk about this a lot too, life unfolds in the way that we need for it to unfold. Life is here for us, not against us. All those things. Mm-hmm. Life is unfolding in the perfect timing for us. Now, would we have thought that? No. During COVID? No. It's like, what the heck? I mean, I was so resentful of my timeline in my late 20s, early were. 30s that like... You said we were on a retreat together. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember what year it was, but I do remember this. And you, I remember we were sharing a room with two beds and I remember you said to me, you were crying. And I remember you said to mom, am I ever going to get over this relationship? Yeah. I did think I was going to die. You did. Being sad. And about I said, it. yes. And Cause you'd asked me that before, but this was like a couple of years. Out. I mean, we were, we were moving into what year three or I think that's what got you. So crying, you're like, this is my third year of since the breakup or something like that. It was, it seemed like a long time in your mind. I said, Michelle, yes, you will. I promise you, you will. And I know it's hard. And I think those are the things we have to remember. Life is hard. Life is really, really hard. And just trusting that it is all going to unfold. I think the more we, it's kind of like the salmon. I love this. I use this, I used to use this analogy a lot in my own life. You know, salmon can swim upstream. And that's the beauty of salmon swimming upstream because I think that's who we are in life. We have to, we're constantly going against the grain because life is hard. So we got to just try to figure out who we are, figure out what we want, make the choices that are in alignment, all the things we got to do because we can step out the door and life is really, really hard. 
So we are the salmon swimming upstream and not giving up on what it is that we want. But also the reverse is true. Are we the salmon swimming upstream going against life? Are we thinking and going against ourselves? Interesting. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, I think we have some tips or some ideas, right? I wanted to... I hope this has helped. I I, wanted to bring this part of the conversation to like, okay, what do we do? You know, even thinking about you in your recent divorce, that was a 30 plus year relationship you know, and I think a lot of us might be think might be listening saying, okay, I'm knee deep in my life and I'm feeling this way. Like I can't upheave everything. I can't, you know, abandon the life that I'm living right now. So what can I do to start coming back into alignment with myself? Can I just, I, I'm glad you said that. I, I never want to give people the impression that, oh my gosh, you have to leave your life in order for it to be no, no, right. Just saying, you said in your relationship that you were the time demon and that that's a signifier for you that you're out of alignment. And that was for a lot of your life. And it was, it was not, it was not a relationship that was good for me as I realized after, after separating. So it's not about Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, it, it it's really it's really tricky. So don't don't take this cuz I know I've had a couple people when I posted some things on social media say, "Do you mean that I have to leave?" and I go, "No. No, that's the whole point. Just start getting in touch with yourself and see what is right for you in your own situation. We are the bosses of our own lives. We are the controllers. All I can do and all any of us can do is share our own experiences and I never thought that I would be so grateful to be out of that relationship because it's 33 years. And I thought this was it. This was going to be like, like my ex-husband and I were going to be sitting on a porch swing one day at 80 years old, reflecting back on life, loving it or whatever. Those were my thoughts before I even got married to him. He's already 80. So bye. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So I, I just feel like it's, it's, if you just have to be, you just have to be really in touch with yourself mm-hmm. and, and that takes practice and that takes time and it takes an effort to just sit and not push things away, actually feel the feelings and ask yourself questions and be able to just kind of be honest and true and raw and bare to yourself. Like, okay, what am I feeling right now? And it's hard. It's hard. Like this divorce, I was married 33 years, but this divorce took almost four years. I mean, mm-hmm. people kept saying to me, what is taking so long? And so I said, what my favorite teacher said to me, it takes what it takes. 33 years is a long time. So there's no timeline. And I wanted to say that to people. There's hey, get it. There's no timeline in life. But I just said, you know, it takes what it takes. This is 33 year marriage. So don't let society or other people try to tell you what the timeline has to be in life. I'm not behind in taking four years to get divorced. It took what it took. And I'm very, very grateful that it took what it took. 
And the time isn't ever wasted. No. And it's, now I Your can, time is never wasted. No. Had I listened to other people and got anxious about it and worried about it, now I look back and I think, oh my gosh, this was perfect. I mean, nothing's perfect, but it was actually what I needed. I'm in such a great place right now. It took a lot of time and a lot of work. So don't allow other people to put their timelines on you, i.e. society. Society's really good. I can't tell you how many people said to me, you know, what is taking so long? Yeah. And with anything, I mean, you're- And even my ex-husband, what is taking so long? Like, what takes what it takes. Takes what it takes. So I do think that concept of other people putting their timelines on you is a, is a big thing to unravel when you're trying to reconcile this in your life. Like, what do you want? And I think that is the first piece or the first step towards owning your own timeline is to know what you want. I mean, maybe people don't want to get married. Maybe people don't want to have kids. Maybe people don't want to have a career. People asking you those questions about your timeline is assuming that those are your wants, but do you know what you want so that you know how to answer those questions? So really understanding who you are and what you want and having that clarity is a great place to start if you're feeling behind or like you're running out of time because what is it that you're trying to achieve that you're not working towards? And I think I agree with you, Michelle, but I would even back up one more before okay. you get to that being an, and, and just really get this deep into your consciousness and into your mind because it's true. It is not false. It is true. You're not behind. There is no schedule. There is no timeline that we must all follow in this lifetime. It's made up. It's made up by, well, I don't even know what, marketing, society, people, whatever, whoever made it up. It's made up. Okay, and then just really, really get that. Say that to yourself and start to believe it from the inside out. There's like 8 billion people on the planet. Do we actually think that 8 billion people have to follow the exact same timeline? Hell no. It's not possible. So we're believing something that is so false, that is so not real, that has been made up by who knows who, and we're believing it. And we're really running our lives and allowing it to affect our, our moods, our energies, our lives, everything, how we raise our kids, how we talk to our friends. It, it's just, you can see I'm really kind of worked up about it because it doesn't make any sense. And the more that I've started to think about what the heck we believe. So really just sit with yourself and think about all the things that you believe that are not true. Mm -hmm. That's true. And like, who who's late? Who's early? What's on time? Like, it's just so crazy. So I think we have to really dismantle that idea there, that there is an expectation to do things on a timeline. Now, yes, of course, if you want to have kids, I'm trying to think of the things that are, there is a little timeline. You've got to do this or you've got to do that. Or there is, you know, before I, I had to just make, you have to make decisions before you go through as a woman, before you go through menopause or all of those things. So I'm not talking about those things that we know there is a time, but there are no rules like that. And I think in, you know, there's no race. It's not a competition. You haven't failed. Just please remember this. So sit down with yourself first and just really dismantle that belief. Right. Dismantle those lies and then get to know what you want. 
are the first two pieces to coming to accept your timeline. And then I think if there are things that you haven't been putting your time and effort and energy towards that are things that you want, you know, start to take those small steps, take a class or go try something new or go have coffee with someone who is doing the thing that you are interested in, you know, really make a small but concentrated effort towards moving yourself in that direction. Cause even those small little tiny joys, like we talk about can help you to feel like you are in the quote unquote, right lane. You're moving in the right direction. And I think too, I love that Michelle. And I think one, one other, I think it's, some of these truths could be uncomfortable. And I know one thing that caused me to feel behind, I guess I'm not, I'm, I can't even, I don't even know what age or what time frame in my life, but you know, if you've suffered from trauma, if you've had some very traumatic events, recovering from trauma, recovering from some of the most difficult, difficult hardships or mental health issues or any of those things, I think you're going to, you're going to get that feeling that you're behind. I know that I did. That's also true. And I know that thinking that that hasn't made me behind, it's actually made me ahead as I look back on it. Like I, I am still, we will always be healed. I believe that I will always be healing from tra- from some of the traumas that I've had in my life. And we'll talk about that one day on the podcast too. I know I've mentioned some of them, but we could get deeper into it. Recovering from the traumas and the severe hardships and, and mental health issues, you know, bulimia is a mental mental and physical health issue. So you're just realizing that you're not behind, like you're really ahead. Your life is not, it's far from finished. That nothing in your past defines who you are today. It can build you to who you are today and depending on what choices and how you, how you're moving along. So like, it's never too late and just be being proud of yourself. I'm very proud of myself for breaking toxic cycles, mm-hmm. really from being that cycle breaker that we've talked about in other episodes. And you can't see it sometimes until it's in the rear view mirror that you're healing and you're creating this ripple effect of healing and love and the tiny joys that you talk about. And you're able to let go of people that aren't right for you and not feel like, you know, Oh my gosh, I said they were going to be my friend, but they treat me poorly or they're not, they're not loyal to me mm-hmm. or they don't tell me the truth. You know, let them be, you start to get that feeling. Okay. I wish you well, I'll let you be. And we're not talking about Yes, ever yeah. we're never never talking about drastic physical and mental health situations, but you start to be able to see that little by little by little. I think that's a good good point to make too. People who are recovering and healing from tra- traumatic situations, traumatic childhoods, trauma in their lives that does tend to make you feel behind because you have to spend so much of your mental, physical, emotional energy healing. So just remember that that also is a factor too. But lastly, I know this sounds cliche and trite and we say it all the time, but cultivating a mindset of trusting your timing will help you to feel like it takes what it takes. You'll get there when you're going to supposed to get there. You know, your timeline won't betray you. It just, we don't know how life will unfold in what time. So cultivating that sense of trust and knowing 
Like, I think with trust comes knowing, like, I know my life will have this, but I just don't know when, and that is trust. And that's hard to cultivate because we've been betrayed by life many times, but really having the intention and making an effort towards cultivating that mindset does help you to lean back into allowing life to unfold without micromanaging or manipulating or having that anxiety, like that there isn't enough time. So trust your timing, like write that on your mirror, grab a Barb Knows Best sweatshirt that says trust your timing. We still have some available, but not for very long. Not that I'm trying to make this a sales pitch, but we do have some cute trust your timing sweatshirts. If that resonates with you link in the show notes, but make that your mantra. I trust the timing of my life. Like, because that is cultivating that mindset does shift a lot if you're struggling with this. It's such a beautiful mantra and you use it a lot. And I just, I know the athletes that really love that sweatshirt because they, they love the idea of trust my time. I trust my timing, trust your timing. And I know I've often heard you say as well, I love to watch my life unfold in each moment, allowing your feet to be where they are and being in the moment, feeling loved and supported and valued from the inside out and loving every opportunity that comes and starting to, you'll start to feel a sense of gratitude. I feel an immense sense of gratitude the past, this, these past few months since the end of my divorce that every, I trust that everything is working out for me. Life is working for me when I thought for a long time life was working against me the past few years. And I think the last thing that I would like to share is this is not easy. No. I don't think anything we talk about on this podcast is easy. This is not easy. And I think one of the things I realized for me, especially during these past few years, but all throughout my life is that fear is a major factor. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we can get angry, we can get sad, we can get, we can beat ourselves up. We can do all those things. I think at the root for me anyway, I will only speak for myself is always fear. I always have to sit down with myself, take a pause, take a break. What are you afraid of right now, Barb? What is causing you to be afraid? And so a feeling behind is causing you some anxiety, or if you're having that feeling behind, maybe just sit down for a moment, just say, what am I afraid of? If I'm feeling behind, what am I afraid of? And what has helped me in that whole process over and over and over again is really thinking about what is one thing that I can do in a 24 hour period that will help me feel like I've got my feet in the moment, being where my feet are right now. And I'm doing, taking one small step to move forward. It has really helped me just what is, what is one thing that I can do? It can shift your idea of naming something as being behind. Sometimes that idea, just taking one little baby step forward can start to break loose that thought that I'm behind because you're not behind. Yeah. We're always moving. Life is not stagnant. Even if we feel that it is, we're always moving somewhere. So we get to choose in what direction we want to go in. Yeah. And remembering that what you said too, but we're talking about trauma. If you're healing, you're moving forward massively. Yeah. And I can feel that a lot. Completely worthwhile and valid use of your time and energy to unravel yourself from traumatic situations. So remember that too. I don't know if we've done an episode on trauma. I don't think so, but add it to the list, yeah, ma'am. Yeah, be a long one. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Michelle, for this conversation. I love this everyone. conversation. This yeah. was great. I hope this was helpful for anyone who's having these feelings. Let us know. I love all of you so much.
We do. We love you all so much. And if you want to hear more on this topic, of course, let us know. But hopefully this was helpful to get you on your way towards trusting the timing of your life. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode of Barb Knows Best, the podcast. We are so grateful for all of you for being a part of this community. If you'd like to stay in touch with us and ask us further questions or request future podcast topics, please make sure you're following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's the best way to do so. Also make sure that you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so that you are always up to date with all of the new episodes when they drop. Lastly, if you are loving the show, which we hope that you are, please take a quick moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review and share the show with a loved one who you think hasn't listened, but might like to. That is so helpful and meaningful to us and we appreciate it greatly. Lastly, if that trust your timing sweatshirt sounded appealing to you, check it out in the link in our show notes. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.